Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Green Bean, the Jets fan, and Matt O'Leary. Matt, how you doing tonight? Three victory weeks in a row. This is allowed. Let's go, baby. Times are good. Oh, it feels good. Feels good. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I, I'm with Matt. I didn't even know that we were allowed to do this. This is uh, <laughs> strange. Like I keep, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do with my hands when I when this happens? I don't get this it. <laughs> Three in a row. Who would have thought we would be at four and two heading into the Denver game? Would have never thought it. Uh, you know, even some of the most optimistic of Jet fans. We're not claiming this. Brady Quinn had us at 0-9. Stephen A. Smith now has us in his top five. You're looking at the NFL now putting us and the Giants in their top 10, or the ESPN has us in the top 10. I think NFL had us at 12, Giants at like 8 or 9. But either way, does it feel like tides are changing, Green Bean? Well, this, uh, let me just say this, too. This is why I never get upset with these tools, because they have no problem saying something, sounding like they're 100% firm on this side, and the second it's not going, I'm over here. What are you talking about? Like, there, it's not worth. People DM me all the time. Do you hear what this motherfucker? They do it all the time. Like, I seriously don't care. Like, Stephen A. Smith, man, right. And they, he went from the comments that are, are a little hurtful, if you know what I mean, we stink or whatever it is out of the, the turnpike smell. And now we're in his top five. So I, I think uh, we're going to see a whole lot of this. The tides are beginning to change. We we said this last week. You know, they had the the excuse that the Jets didn't play any quarterbacks yet and, and all this, you know, lucky miracle wins and things like that. And then last week we went into Lambeau Field and we beat the hell out of a Hall of Fame quarterback, which, by the way, was assisted by the NFL uh, to get that win because they would prefer Aaron Rodgers get into the dance than the lowly Jets, and we still we beat him so bad that the the help he received couldn't impact the game. Uh, so yeah, man, now this was kind of the the gauge, you know. Uh, so yeah, I think the tides should be changing. Whether or not we win this week or we end up with you know people are saying you know literally like fourteen wins now, like I you know. It's uh, we're nuts. So, uh, you know, fire everybody to 14 wins. I'm not there, but I think we're still going to have losses and let's see where it goes. But this team is definitely doing different things than we are used to. And that alone is is pretty awesome. Matt, how about you? How you feeling about this whole thing? Fantastic. Oh, it's so nice. A 27-10 victory. The defense has been phenomenal the last three weeks and the running game. It's been great. Brees Hall looks like an absolute stud. And, you know, so many critics are coming out and saying or said that, oh, you can't possibly, you know, take a running back there. And while I think we were all surprised that's what they did, we understood why they wanted to do that, try to make life easy for your young quarterback. And the guy has 
been unbelievable. He's a favorite for the offensive rookie of the year. I, I absolutely love it. It was uh, a great, I thought, second half from this team where they really clamped down defensively, special teams, defense, and the run game took over. And it was a big win against the team that everyone picked to go very far in the NFC. Guys, if you're just hopping into this stream, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. Uh, and if you want to get double entered, all you got to do is retweet this stream. And then if you're listening to this after the fact, all you got to do is comment down below and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Oh man. Oh man. Greenbean, I'm noticing a little bit of a different backdrop for you. You're looking pretty good back huh. there. Yeah. Well, thank you. I still have a lot of work to do, but yes, I am finally in the studio. So the construction work is done. I'm really happy to be in here, man. And uh, yeah, it's going to continue to improve. I have, like I said, I have, I have some cameras coming. I have all different audio things. I'm still getting like a, a room. So I have a carpet down, but it's it's not helping or a rug. Mm. I have to do <laughs> some other things. Um, it's definitely not a carpet, but you know, yeah. So I'm happy to be in here, man. Thanks for noticing, Ryan. I do appreciate it. Yes. Oh, I, dude, I it looks it. beautiful. The, the the pictures you sent Matt and I behind the scenes may have helped a little bit, but <laughs> it's really yeah, yeah. sick. I bet you guys got to make sure you, you tune in to some of Green Bean streams because he's got a whole setup over there. Um, But yeah. I know. Ooh, something fun that happened to me before I get too far. I got really excited. I don't know how many people in the chat are fans of this. Did you see Blink-182 got back together and they're torn again? Matt, I, I did. don't know how much yeah. you listened to I, uh, Blink. Yeah, I tried to get tickets to UBS Arena, which is the new Belmont Arena, which is right near me, mm -hmm. and immediately sold out. But Barclays, your boy secured tickets for like a hundred bucks. They were going for like three fifty at UBS. So I will be there in May. I am amped up. So if anyone's going to Barclays, let me know. We'll hang out. Ooh, I'm going to the MSG one in May. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we just missed each other. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm I'm pumped. Looking, I went down like a, a roll down memory lane the other day, just rocking out to like all their old stuff and even some of their, you know, new stuff, new albums coming out too. New song dropped the other day. Yeah. All right. Mm. Sorry. Enough about my childhood favorite band. Uh, real quick. Elveraldo says Russell Wilson is hurt. Is he playing Sunday? Yeah. That's right. He has his uh, hamstring not feeling so hot. So I think he is going to play uh, unless they're afraid to go up against the Jets, then they'll wind up benching him, yeah. and then we'll have some more haters say, oh, Jets are going against the backup quarterback. It doesn't mean right. anything, right? Yeah. Like we've heard Parcells all friggin' would, season. Parcells would call, he would say, Russell Wilson has the Quinn and Williams flu. That's what he would call it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Amen. Benji comes in, says, looking very much like the 9 2010 Jets. Great defense and run game. Let's hope Wilson isn't Sanchez. Oh, yeah, no, hopefully we hit it on uh, on Zach here. Uh, Raymond says, shout out from Ray at the Jet Lounge. See ya, week eight. What's up, dude? What's up, Ray? There he hey, is. Ray. Yeah, I'm going to Jets Patriots, so I'm like all sorts of fired up. Finally got my tickets. <laughs> so I'm like, dude. Ugh. No, I'm going to come up there. Uh, uh, I'm going to be in uh, the area uh, for the Detroit game. So I think I'm going to go and, and, and relive some old times and freeze my ass off in the Meadowlands. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to pull the trigger. Yeah. I What's that, Matt? I love that. I said, I love it. boy. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, fuck, fuck, why not, man? I know it's probably all new, like the heat, the seats aren't as cold. I don't know. I remember so we used to bring in 
I learned this trick from my grandfather. We used to bring in newspapers and sit on them. So the seats weren't, you know, newspapers are very good. Be surprised. And we'd bring thermoses of hot chocolate. They don't allow that shit anymore. You know, they make uh, like cushions that you can bring in instead of newspapers. Yeah, that's the new technology they invented, huh? <laughs> that's that fancy shit. <laughs> that's, that's some high class. Yeah, We're but some... how do you read the funnies? You read the funnies, you bring them into the stadium, <laughs> they warm your butt. It's nice, man. It's the way we did it. <laughs> Brian Bogan comes in looking with a looking good with his new icon with the sauce and the cheese hat. Rogers called sauce a stud on the McAfee show. Yes, I did see that. That is yep. awesome because he is a stud. But you know what we could do? Let's 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 hop over to this. I actually got a video queued up from Rogers press game post conference. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. What is it that you think you guys need to be offensively? What, what do you need to do? Simpler. Simpler. Let's simplify some things. Aaron, can, can I get back to just what you mean? Yeah, by, what do you mean by simplify? What like you're talking like scheme? You're talking game plans? Too much volume? What what do you think? All of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too specific, um, and I'm not uh, not attacking anything. I just think that based on how we've played the last two weeks, I think it's going to be in our best interest to simplify things uh, for everybody, for the line, for the backs, for the receivers, um, especially with Kabi's injury. Um, just simplify some things, and and uh, maybe that'll help us get back on track. So that is Aaron Rodgers just complaining, complaining, complaining because he got shut down by the New York Jets. We need to simplify stuff. Quinton Williams is too strong. He keeps knocking me down. <laughs> right. You know, you know what he didn't say, though? You know what he didn't say? He said, yeah, man, for the, for the line, for the backs, for the receivers. He didn't say for me. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, I have this offense. The team they've built around me is a bunch of idiots. Okay, and and he's also saying the Lafleur offense may be a little too unnecessarily complex. We've heard that before, so mm -hmm. maybe maybe these guys, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. There's few things that are going to be too complex for him. Maybe Romeo Dubs and Christian Watkins. Maybe they don't get it. They're like, what the hell is all this? Why do we have 1,200 pages to learn? And Watkins, like, why do I got to learn four positions before I can play? What is this? I don't understand. Matt, what'd you think of Aaron Rodgers' comments after our beatdown of him? It was very funny. Um, that that was great. And he's like, man, now that the corpse of Randall Cobb's out, I have no shot to play offense. That was basically what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. That's you gotta think Odell's gotta be heading up that way. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe because they're like, you know what? Maybe we won't make the playoffs. And Odell's like, screw that. I'm not going to that shitty team. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Uh, the Vikings will show. Tell you what. I have no faith in the Vikings. It <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they look pretty good though they look better than i thought dude our whole defense is looking really really aggressive none oh, yeah. more aggressive than our boy quinnon williams he is currently on pace in a 17 game season for 14 sacks 68 pressures and 62 tackles that's banana right. land matt <laughs> absolutely I banana agree yeah, I would tend to agree. He is. Uh, I did a video on him earlier. Do you want the numbers? Because I they're pretty I impressive. Do. Okay. So here. Oh wait, shit! I might have gotten rid. Oh no, I tweeted it out. Okay, please hold. 
I just got to scroll back on my Twitter feed. I was trying to look for my notes, but I realized that I accidentally deleted. Okay, Quinton Williams among qualified interior defenders. He is tied for first in sacks, tied for first in pressures, first in PRP, hits uh, tied for second, hurries tied for seventh, win percentage eighth. Ooh, Matt, I need some cold water. <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh, that feels good. Greenbean, how you feeling about our boy Quinn and Williams? And Jets Collector, Jersey Jets, NY Jets 24, and J-Dubs. We'll get to your Super Chats in just a second. I just want to hear from Greenbean and Matt on both these guys. Yeah, well, let me tell you, man. Uh, earlier in the – well, later in the offseason, but right early, a little before this season started, I said this is Quinn and Williams' year. I predict 14 – I said everybody can stop wondering about if he's going to do this or that. It's the year he's going to get 14 sacks. And I also said because of contract year and all it's, all the stars are aligning, he's ready to go. Second year in the system, contract year. He's getting older, you know, as far as like maturing. 14 sacks. It took a month for me to beat the naysayers off of that damn Twitter comment. A month. They wouldn't stop. Hey, remember when you said this? You know what I mean? It's like, so here, uh, uh, whether it's 14 or not, I just want to say, ha ha. The numbers are saying I'm going to be right. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe Quinnen gets uh, – he falls off a cliff. We don't know. Maybe he gets nothing. But I tend to think Quinnen, poked in the eye and all, is going to continue to tear it up, man. He is leveling people. I mean, when you see him one-on-one -on -one with the guard or center, dude, they look like frog legs. Just back. They're just – stood straight up and they're just dancing backwards the quarterback's got to go he's got to go right left side quinnon williams is collapsing the pocket on a regular basis sometimes even when he's doubled and i love mm -hmm. it man it's like it's what we wanted and it's look it took a while too bad for mike mccagnan he thought it might happen a little quicker <laughs> maybe like this year dude what are you doing you know maybe he thought that was going to happen but uh i i'm happy to see it happen now i love it seems like there's so, like like some sort of culmination going on right now. And I think mm -hmm. his second year in the system can't be understated. Yeah, 100%. I think this kid's finally starting to hit his stride. He finally has pass rushers alongside of him. And him getting double teamed is opening up lanes for everyone else. Like I'd, I'd love to see how many stunts we ran the first few weeks of the season because it feels like we're trying to get a little bit more creative and try to confuse the offensive lines in front of us because Quinnen was eating some double teams and you saw Rankins or JFM or... Uh, you know, Clemens rip around behind Quinnen and that no one had any idea what was going on. And Rodgers was just getting whacked left, right, and center. This is really yeah. good. Quinnen with a field goal block, Clemens with a punt block. Ah, <laughs> when does that ever happen? Crazy. It's craziness. Right? We never see this shit. Think no, about never. that game, though, too, right? There was a punt block on our side, too. So we had two punt blocks, a field mm -hmm. goal block. A crazy game. Michael Clemens, did you see? I, you know what? I know you did because I saw this on Matt's Instagram feed. Dude, I could not like Michael Clemens' demeanor <laughs> more than I do. What they say, like, you have a message. What what kind of message do you think it sends, you know, that you guys are winning games? Like, And he just pauses for a solid <laughs> five seconds, six seconds mm -hmm. that the Jets are coming. Or the Jets are going to do some shit like goes, that. Yeah, he goes, the, jet, the Jets are here to play, period, or something like yeah. that. Jets are coming to play. And it's just so – I love his pause, Matt. I love it. Yeah. So He's intense. intense. Yep. So intense. 
All right, let's rip through a few uh, super chats right here. I see Jets Collector coming in. He says, appreciate you guys. Longtime listener, just subscribe to show more support. Just wanted your guys' opinion on how we increase use of our wide receivers. Thanks. Uh, I'm sure that will bridge over into uh, some other topics that we're going to talk about here. Elijah Moore having a little bit to say about not getting targeted. Over the course of the last three weeks, since Zach Wilson came back, Corey Davis has 13 targets his way. Garrett Wilson has 14 targets his way. Elijah Moore has six and a grand total of zero from this past weekend's game. It doesn't seem like the Jets are getting involved with the wide receivers right now since Zach got back. And for me, I'm not super concerned because we're running the ball well. We're winning games. I don't care how we win it. It doesn't matter if the punter's scoring all our points. I just want to win. Now, ideally, you're winning with the running game because you're wearing down the other team's defense. You're preventing their offense from being on the field to be able to score any points. Like, this is a good problem to have. We have so many playmakers that we can't possibly spread the ball around as effectively as we really want. But how do we increase the use of our wide receivers? Once defenses start stacking the box against Brees Hall because they can't stop this guy, then you start ripping the ball over the top. Then you get Elijah Moore involved. Then you get Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson really screaming up the sidelines. Matt, your thoughts on how we can get more involved with our wide receivers. Yeah, I was talking about it today. Well, yesterday and today on the Jet Report, actually, where um, I was going through and saying that for Elijah Moore, obviously, was the big one where he came out and tweeted that uh, he was a little unhappy with his usage. And I get it. One catch in the last two games, that's not a lot. But I think they end up, designing some more touches to elijah like throw throw him a screen maybe use him on an end around it worked last year he had a rushing touchdown last year um and i think him vocalizing it is gonna almost be like a wake-up call to the floor and be like oh shit all right let's try to keep this guy happy i'm not you know saying he's gonna have like six catches for 100 yards but i think there'll be one or two designed plays whether it's a screen pass or an end around and kind of just get the ball in his hands because both him and garrett too they're so dangerous once they have the ball in their hands. So I'd be trying to just scheme them open underneath for Elijah specifically too. It feels like all of his routes are 20 plus yards down the field. Like, what are we doing? Can they, yeah. can you not have him run a shallow cross or something over the middle? Oh, absolutely. It's like the guy's not super tall either. Like, I feel like I'd be having Corey Davis be the jump ball guy downfield, not Elijah Moore. Greenbean, how do you think we get involved more with our wide receivers? <clears throat> Well, I think uh, the way Elijah Moore is handling it is the best way. You go on, you let Rich Semini uh, suck you into a a comment that gets you into trouble. That's the that's the pro way to handle it. You you do. Why would you even respond to Rich Semini? That's why he puts that shit out. It's like he's just hoping somebody will go and bite on it. And ah, I did it. You know what I mean? That's all he. That's all he wants. Right. So. Uh, I think, look, I disagree to an extent with Ryan's opening statement here. I, I will say, yes, 100%. We're winning, and I'm happy about that. And no matter how we have to win, I am happy about that. So I am in 100% agreement there. But I do have concerns. And, like, you know, yes, their their pass defense is, is the strength, right? And we knew that that was going to be a difficulty and all that. And that's fine. Um but when Zach Wilson was throwing to his receivers, uh, there were there were numerous times that he was just flat out off, man, with time. So, and we've seen that from him. 
Uh, and now I'm not a Zach hater, but I do like to be uh, actually honest with how I see things. I know this pisses people. People get fucking nuts. I said that on Twitter uh, the other day. I said, oh, um, you know what it was? I, I In the second quarter, I said, Zach looks like turd sauce today. 11.30 at night. Because we won, people are commenting and whatever. So there's this whole thing. You know, people, I said, well, check the timestamp. He was playing like shit when that happened. Uh, so I am I am concerned uh, about that. And I think that, um, yes, it's great that our running game is working. Um, yes, it's great that we're winning. But I don't want to see another repeat. Don't forget with what our weakness was in 2009 and 2010. We had the number one rushing team in the league. We had the number one defense in the league. Second in 2010, we had the we vacillated between three and five or something like that. And then we had one of the top uh, O lines in the league. Our and we had receivers and weapons everywhere, from uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, Thomas Jones, Sean Green, Braylon Edwards, Antonio Holmes, Jericho Cotri, fucking Dustin Keller. The weakness was we had a quarterback who was inaccurate and made silly, silly mistakes. Uh, now. I'm not out on Zach. I want you to know that. But I'm definitely like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Second year in the system. I understand three games back and he's 3-0 and and I'm with it. But I'm a little bit more concerned than I think Ryan is. And I really want to see him kind of have a game where the mistakes, we don't have to talk about them. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm, I'm waiting for that game. Like where's that game? When, it, when does that happen? Now maybe it's this week. Maybe it's week 12 and and that's fine as long as it happens because right now i'm just i'm not blown away by our boy and uh what he's done so far so three games in he's three and oh he missed the three game preseason this for me is like missing training camp missing everything else this is in effect his preseason only it's a lot harder because teams are actually scheming for him so mm. i'm not well i am i'm definitely concerned i do see where you're coming from green Bean, because there was there's a few questionable plays on Zach's part the the throw to Corey Davis in the end zone they were saying he stepped out of bounds anyway um but still not an ill-advised throw across his body um mm -hmm. and then he slid before a fourth uh before the yeah, first down marker fellow. sorry um they gotta get him that me. yellow line across the field like we yeah, were all like right? what are you like, doing there's like <laughs> come on we gotta like led light up the grass or something like that and then, no, then everyone knows where the first down right Spray paint, and then you just wipe it <laughs> yeah. clean every time. It's like a Zamboni every time. <laughs> yeah. Hold, pause. Hang on. We got to move it. That's perfect. I like it. Uh, but yeah, look, there's some concerning things for Zach, but I'm not going to, you know, going to wait a few weeks before I start uh, getting concerned. Jersey Jets comes yeah, in and says, I'm, being, yeah. ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> being right. that I'm in the military and move around the country, I don't often get to go to a Jets game. I'm currently living in the Denver area, so I'll be at the game on Sunday. Go Jets! Jeremy, or uh, Jerk, not Jeremy, sorry. Jersey Jets, thank you so much for your service uh, for our country, and we hope you get to witness a win out in the Mile High City. Uh, NY Jets 24 says, Jets 24, um... Oh, sorry. No, that's your name. Jets 24. Uh, Steven Ventulo. The Jets need to play on primetime. I'm tired of these 1 p.m. games still waiting for Romo and Nance to call our game. Yeah, I saw a comment earlier today that was like, oh, the Jets got to play on primetime. It's like, oh, let's let's get a few more wins under our belt. We're going to have a primetime game on a Thursday and uh, we get this four o'clock game coming up this week. Matt, you look like you have something to say. No, I was just putting up the one because the one o'clock mm. slate is the goat. I love the one o'clock game. I love it too, Matt. Thank you. 
I love one o'clock football. Yeah, it's the best. I'm I'm dreading this upcoming week to have to play F four. It's it's it gets dark early now. I, I don't like this. I'm getting into my seasonal depression phase. I don't I don't like this, man. Like give me the one o'clock in the sun, lunchtime. Yeah. I'm living my best life. Uh, right. dude, we I gotta like we we have to record and edit stuff. Now it's gonna be <laughs> Ten at night when I start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, that that sucks a little bit, but there's nothing like winning in prime time. Like even just this past week, we were like the NFL's game of the week. We were on Fox. Yeah. Most of the country saw us. And that's you know what irks me too is they're all talking about how Green Bay is like, oh, they're a show, they're former selves. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Uh does it come back after the London game? And they're like only a few chirps about the New York Jets. We're starting to, you know, creep up but I want to see a little bit more here. Uh, Jay Dubs comes in and says, my biggest concern would be Denver's defense. I'm not too concerned about Russ cooking, but they have an excellent defense. Yes, their pass rush is no joke. And Sertain is no joke as well. So I guess by question, uh, Matt, we'll go to you. Uh, how do you think the Jets should try to attack Denver this upcoming week? Uh, the same thing they've done the last two weeks, run the ball effectively. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest key to success in this game. Uh, Denver is, they have a couple of really good corners. They get after the quarterback. Um, I'm not worried about the Denver offense and it doesn't look like, I mean, Russell's going to try to play, but who knows his hamstring looks like it's you know pretty banged up right now. But um, uh, defensively, I think the run game is where I would attack them. Similarly to the Packers, they were very good against the pass. They've allowed the fewest passing yards against uh, so far this year. So, um, and the Denver's up there too. So I, I, I wouldn't expect this to be the 300 yard Zach Wilson game just yet. No, definitely not. I saw a stat today that, uh, Denver has an average of one touchdown scored against them per game on the defense. So that's a, a stout defense. We're going to be going up against green Bean, any ideas, uh, about Denver this upcoming week, how we might be able to attack them. You agree with Matt? This is what I think. I think that as long as on third and one, we do seven step drops with an empty backfield, we're going to be fine. That's all I want to see on third and one. If he does that, Zach's going to have a great day and we're going to be very successful. That's how I see it. <laughs> Kevin C drops in and says, pay Q now. Uh, for those of you that Man. are members of the channel, you want to check out your new emojis. I just dropped a few new emojis in there. We got the Q, we got the 100%. We changed the sauce one from the bottle of sauce to the word sauce with a bottle of sauce underneath it. What else? I got Johnny's ice cream in there. I think I did something else in there. There's something else in there. Uh, but yes, the queue. Members, if you throw up a queue and have a question, uh, if I catch it and we run out of Super Chats or topics to talk about, I can go back and uh, find you guys pretty easily. So not a bad thing for that either. Uh, but yes, I agree. We should pay Quinn and Williams now. I think it goes a long way when you pay a player in season. I think the rest of the team takes note of that. And I think you're more likely to uh, get harder play um, and just confidence around your coaching staff and regime. Greenbean, how do you feel about paying a player midseason? The last time we did it is JFM and he fell off a cliff. The second <laughs> he, he put a check in his pocket. Uh, I say this. I think Quinnen should absolutely 100% be paid appropriately. Uh, maybe a little bit extra. Like, let them know you love them after the season. When you give people, you know, why mm. uh, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free or something like that? Why mm. buy the milk when you get the cow for free? Like, why do that? I don't know, you know? So um, I don't. I hear what Ryan is saying, and I think that there is value to that. 
I think the greater value is let Quinn remain hungry and uh, and let him play for this contract for the rest of the season um, and then reward him like the Rams rewarded Aaron Donald. And let's keep him a Jet for the rest of his damn career and and let's let's make him a focal point and a centerpiece of who we are for the next decade. Hennessy comes in and says, how about Dwayne Brown? What a team player. Him coming back and earning his money. Much respect. How about him leading the Berrios touchdown block? Yeah. Love it. Dwayne Brown was an absolute animal. Him pulling and just running down the field was so impressive. I could not have believed just how good he was going to be coming back. I Like, stunned. And he is a rock at the left side of this line. So I, this offensive line in general is playing significantly better than I think any of us would have expected given all the injuries. Matt, what is your thoughts of Dwayne Brown and this offensive line in general? Big man could get out and move in space. How about that run blocking from him mm -hmm. this week? He's been yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you have to give him a ton of credit. And he's playing through an injury right now, too. He could have easily said, I'm going to get the surgery, call it a career. But he's given mm -hmm. it his best go. So I think you have to give him a ton of credit. And he's been phenomenal. I love what we've seen from him at left tackle. Yeah, he's playing with what? A torn rotator cuff? Is that what it was? I thought it was something shoulder related. Yeah, I believe it's shoulder related. It could be rotator cuff. I'll look it up now for us because I can't remember. Greenbean, what about you? How are you feeling about Dwayne Brown? Why buy the cow? I'm just kidding. <laughs> fuck. Dwayne Brown, I know I love the play that uh, that Hennessy brought up too, man. That was so fun. You know, mm -hmm. I love seeing guys like I look, I'm a huge fan. I'm sure you guys know this by now. Like I love the big bruisers. Like that's my kind of guy. Like I like running backs. Like I like running backs to have moves, but I like when when a running back like when they're going to get tackled, they make the tackler pay. I like those guys. I like offensive linemen that um, that can road grade you, right? I like I like tight ends that don't like to go down. And I think Dwayne Brown, since he's come back, we've seen the running game uh, get a boost. I mean, I don't, I do not think it's coincidence. I mean, that's his strength, and he's been injected into the offense, and all of a sudden. Our running game, which was already okay, you know what I mean? Like it was looking like it had some potential, just kind of went through the roof. And that play is a really good example. Even though it wasn't Brees or Michael Carter, it happened to be a, a Berrios run. I thought the I thought it was going to be a loss. I mean, it looked like for a few seconds there, it looked like it was going to be some, you know, not as good of a play. And and Dwayne Brown had just clearing the house. Uh, you know, I think it was um, Conklin had a good block at uh, at the beginning, and then Uzoma. Had a good block as well. So look, you get those guys together. You get a you get a Uzoma, a Conklin. You hang out with a Dwayne Brown, and that's the kind of stuff that happens. And I I couldn't be uh, happier to see that. That's my kind of football. Yeah, uh, Lake and Tomlinson have himself a big game as well. This was probably his best game as a New York Jet. Uh, mm -hmm. Rico coming in says in the Packers game, I feel a ton of credit should go to Dwayne Brown if it hasn't already hauled his ass on Barrios's reverse. Uh, and was big on the Brees touchdown. Yeah, dude, the whole Dwayne Brown uh, signing is looking just oh so much better. Now, we have him signed through next year, too, so if he decides to come back and play, we might have a, you know, stability at our offensive line for the first time in a while with Becton kind of being like the bonus chip almost. Kind of interesting. Matt, did you ever find out what was wrong with our boy Dwayne Brown? Ah, oh, Richie, uh, I see you in the chat. Shoulder. What's up, dude? Shoulder. It just, yeah, it just said shoulder. Mm. That's it. Gotcha, gotcha, Shoulder. gotcha. It's like that penalty. They just said penalty. See, yeah, uh, penalty on the, on the sidelines. Sideline. 
Yeah, we're not going to tell you who it was. <laughs> like, what the Sideline penalty. Get Aaron Rodgers back. Get his helmet back on. Put down the Gatorade. You're coming back on the field, buddy. You get a bonus drive. A penalty. Sideline. Oh, you know what, what got me fired up? The one touchdown. So they, the, the one stat they showed, uh, Aaron Rodgers has one touchdown in the last six quarters, and that one touchdown was on a drive that we stopped him on third down twice. And yeah. we had the sauce pass interference combined with the whitehead uh, hitting a defenseless receiver, and then the C.J. Mosley pass interference or holding call, whatever it was, and extended the drive on third down twice, and then like two plays later, they score the touchdown. Ugh. Jets had their number. J-Boy comes in, says, damn, can Zach not have a bad day? We won all. uh, We won. That's all that matters. Now I'm with you. (laughs) Sorry, Green Bean. Seriously, though. Seriously. No, no, but listen. Can we not talk about things without people saying, like, it's hate? Can we not talk about shit that's literally happening in front of our faces? Are we not allowed J boy no. or whatever that was. I'm sorry. It's off the screen. J boy. Yeah, it was J boy. It was J boy. I mean, with all due respect, dude, like why can't we talk about things good and bad? I loved the game. I was incredibly happy with the entire game and the way that it ended. The first half was painful to watch that offense. Some of it I've had enough of green bean. I'm muting his ass. Oh <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. you're starting to sound like Stephen A. Smith over there, creepy. I'm just yeah. going to get you all sorts of fired up. I'm going to get Who your... pissed in your cornflakes today? <laughs> Fucking J-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris KV drops in, says, I think once we find that sweet spot balance between pass and run game, this team's going to evolve in front of our eyes. Need slants, and on, thor- uh, need slants on third and shorts, though. Yeah, I want to see a little bit more of the screen passes, too. Like, with this kind of pass rush that we're going up against this week, just lobbing a little ball over top of them, so that way, like, let them pin their ears back. And like, oh, no, you beat me around the side. Surprise! (laughs) Brees Hall in the flat, scampering all the way down the field. That's what I want to see. But I agree. I think it's it's encouraging, too, because while we don't have the pass working right now, we know it's going to start coming. I think it's going to start coming. Which means this team's only going to get better as the schedule starts to get easier. Alvaraldo says, sign Lamar Jackson. Alvaraldo, you can go take a long walk off a short pier. Not happening. <laughs> sign, he's under contract. What do you mean sign him? You'd have to trade for him. Unless you have mean to wait all our picks. UDFA. Unless you mean UDFA uh, corner Lamar Jackson, who uh, famously gave up the touchdown to Henry Lug- Ruggs. I do want to see, uh, I, not that I want to see, but I do think that um, the Giants should seriously consider trading a lot for Lamar Jackson. I think him with Brian Dable would be something special. Uh, Michael Yee comes in and says, Quinnen can be our Aaron Donald, Alohinata. At the same time, Carl Lawson and JFM helps him to penetrate the offensive line. Yeah, when you're not the sole target of the entire offensive line, it really does help out. Having edge rushers to try and force that quarterback back up into the pocket is, is absolutely huge. Uh, because Quinnen's now pushing that back, and now all of a sudden you're getting some errant throws, and now you get some opportunities for your cornerbacks, your safeties to create some turnovers. Uh, Jets Collector says, trade deadline takes, incoming or outgoing? Uh, I would say outgoing. I don't think there's anyone I really want to trade for. Matt, anyone you can think of that you would trade for? Nope. 
Uh, people keep asking me about the Panthers, but I'm kind of good with this, just rocking with this team and seeing what this young core has. Greenbean, what about you? Anyone you're, you're looking at trading for? For? No. I, I, it's, it's interesting. This is the first time in a long time. I'd much rather uh, just like give the these guys, let's see what we really need, and then go into the draft like we've been doing uh, for the core. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some guys like get value for guys that we're not going to use. Like if, if they're not going to use them, guys like Bryce Hall or even Denzel Mims, like I'm a big fan of having depth, but these guys are NFL quality. You know what I mean? Like eh, go get, go get a third or a fourth or whatever you can get for either one of those guys. But as far as bringing guys in, it's the first year in a long time. I'm not like, Hey, go get this guy. You know what I mean? It's weird, mm -hmm. weird feeling. Yeah, even at like the safety and linebacker position, I'm kind of like all right with sort of sitting pat and just seeing what our young guys have. And, yeah. you know, even with like Mims and Hall, like unless we're getting like a third round pick, like if you can get a comp third for one of those guys, then you probably pull the trigger right now. Other than that, I'd rather ride out our depth through the end of this year. They're both under contract for next season. It's not like that's going to deplete their value that much going into the offseason. So I, I would hold off right. on probably that sort of stuff. Uh, Patrick Sullivan says grip intelligently guys i don't know what that means i think he means right yeah. intelligently ah great <laughs> that's right patrick that's right that's what i'm trying to do and nobody <laughs> listens patrick i'm trying to be intelligent objective nobody wants to hear that they want to be homers you're not allowed to talk about zach is that he what hey we like him so okay I, fucking like him i like him I too. To the chicken over here green bean Fuck that chicken. <laughs> Let's go. Chicken me. Green like getting green fired bean. up. I love it. <laughs> Mumtaz drops in, says Garrett Wilson's two best catches are non-catches, two saved interceptions, one from Minka, one from Jair Alexander, both waiting with hands ready and would hit them in the chest. But Garrett Wilson contorted his body midair, reached back both times and played cornerback. Love Garrett Wilson. Yes, this is part of what Greenbean was kind of talking about too. There was a there was a few throws in there during that first half of the game that were so like squirrely. And I think the three of us during Greenbean's halftime show was were definitely kind of like, uh, not too sure what to make of some of these uh, mm. you know, errant throws. Remember that? Yeah. I wasn't we, gonna bring that up, Ryan. No, I wasn't gonna bring no, it's it up. okay. I'll, dude, I'll be the first one to admit it. I just wanted to get you Ryan all fired was up. Talking. <laughs> Ryan was talking, everybody. I'm just going to say it only because he brought it up. Ryan was saying things. <laughs> I was. And look, there's there's some there's opportunities for Zach to, to make some big plays, but there's also times where he should not force the ball and he tries to play hero ball. The two sacks, I feel like we're on him holding the ball too long. Um, but look, Garrett Wilson being able to contort his body and being able to prevent an interception. I mean, I'd have to go back. Yeah. I don't know where we scored points. I think we scored points on the Corey Davis knockdown. Um, but I don't remember on the two other plays if points happened during those. Uh, but Matt, what are your thoughts about, I don't know, a little bit about Garrett Wilson, a little bit about Zach Wilson's accuracy? Uh, Garrett needs to start running his routes to the sticks on third down. Oh, um, dude, that had me fired up. Yeah, it's it's little things. Um and that's okay to, to critique Garrett Wilson, too. I love mm -hmm. him. I'm glad that they took him 10th overall, but you're allowed to critique him, just like we're allowed to say that Zach Wilson wasn't good in the first half, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you hate his guts or don't believe in him. So you heard it here first. Matt hates Garrett Wilson. 
That's right. That's what yeah. I just heard. I was going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> calling me grumpy in the chat. <laughs> Ryan, is right here. My, uh, Matt's hating on uh, Zach, everybody. What, you didn't hurt it? Oh, yeah, geez. I'm burning their jerseys, right? Uh, live on camera. But yeah, yeah, Matt, I completely agree. I th the, it was, that was the first series, wasn't it? Where, where Garrett Wilson ran. He was in front of, like, he had the, like, would have had the first down if he just ran straight. And then he kind of, like, came back. I don't even think the ball was that low that he, like, needed to come back. That was frustrating. And it just feels like the play calls when we're in like a third and six and we have plays that are being run short of those six yards, it drives every fan up a wall. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Garrett Wilson and, you know, maybe knocking yeah. down some passes or Zach's accuracy? Yeah, well, I think those two plays uh, that you're mentioning where like he, he had it, he had the step, the necessary step. I mean, look, the in games like that, that's open. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's as open as it as open as you're gonna get. Zach has to hit it, and he didn't. Then it was behind. And if Garrett Wilson, like you said, didn't contort on at least two of them, that's the only one I the only ones I can remember. They very realistically could have been picks. They were in the numbers of the defensive back. And Garrett Wilson played defense. And now I'll I'll, I'll remind everybody on the second one, Garrett Wilson jumped up and down. He was frustrated, and it was just very short. Very brief, but he, you know, he did one of those kinds of things. Like, come on, man. Um, so uh, it's one of those things that, you know, look, Zach only threw the ball 18 times. So it's not like we have a million plays. And there were lots of times uh, where everybody was covered too, you know, and Zach has to be able to be smart and realize that and make a smart move and, and, and everything. But like, I think at least one of the sacks, like he had nowhere to go, man. You know what I mean? The, the pocket collapsed. So there's some of that too. Um, but again, I think when you're in a game like this and at that point it was zero, zero, you know, and then it was three, nothing. Let's not forget that this game got blown open in the mid third quarter. Um, and, and then the fourth again, but it was, it was definitely hard to watch. And it's like, we, I would just like to see him kind of settle down now. And, and just to make sure I say this, Garrett Wilson has been dropping passes too, uh, since Zach Wilson came in. I think that was his fourth. You can correct me. I think that was his fourth Zach Wilson pass that he dropped. So I don't know what's up with that uh, either. So I, I'm not really sure what the dynamic is with them, but the Wilson to Wilson thing is taking a minute uh, to kind of gel here. I'd like to see that. There's a lot of potential with those two. So something I just noticed, I was going to read back uh, or pull up some of the tweets from Elijah Moore and the, the back and forth with Samini. He has taken those tweets down. Those are no longer there. It's back. Interesting. Hey, what's that? What did you say? His uh, tweets that he had with Samini and the uh, like, oh, you know, I don't yeah. want to say anything. Those are no longer yeah. on his Twitter feed. Good. Just kill it. Right. Good for him. I wonder which yeah. which uh, he's. Uh, well, Robert Sala talked to him today. Word is on the street. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys heard, but on the streets of Charlottesville, I heard that Robert Sala uh, talked to a lot. Maybe Robert Sala said, and you might want to take that down. Yeah, you know, it's kind of stupid. You're putting your neck only, on. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You might want to take that. Well, look, if you're going to say something, say something. What he said mm -hmm. was, I don't want to say anything about how I really feel. And While it's also like, well, tweeting about that's... that he really feels irritated. <laughs> He's not getting targets. Yeah. Like, oh, just burns yeah. me up. It's like, stupid yeah, stuff. it's silly. So I think it's probably, I mean, look, when you're angry, and I know this as well as anybody, if not more. When you're angry, sad, uh, whatever you you know you you're willing to say and do things that when you're not, you know that you might regret when you're mm -hmm. not feeling that way. So I think that's probably look. He has feelings. He's a human being. The hope is that 
he's more of a team player than he is a personal player. But I wondered, honest to God, the last couple of weeks, I thought to myself, mm. like, shit, man, Elijah Moore is like kind of forgotten. I wonder if he's upset, you know? Yeah. Uh, Andrigo comes in with the super chat, says, I'd like to see the Jets come out in gun split formation, having both running backs on the backfield at the same time seems to always result in a nice gain. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, that nice long pass to, uh, or not, sorry, not like long pass, the long run that Brees Hall had for the touchdown. They had Carter look like he was going to take like a, a toss to the right and then like winds up rolling around and handing it off to Brees Hall. That was a beautiful play design. I love seeing both our weapons out on the field. Um, uh, you know, the the chess pieces that we have in this offense are just so exciting because you can run so many different types of formations. Matt, what are your thoughts on how we could utilize two running backs in the backfield and just the, the chess pieces we have overall? Well, you kind of saw it on the touchdown play, right? You faked the handoff mm -hmm. to Carter and then it was Hall coming around, uh, lined up as a wide receiver. It, it, they're two very dynamic players. I think it makes sense to have them both on the field at the same time. You know, fake to one, hand off to the other, fake to one, dump it off to the other. There's so many possibilities here. Uh, both guys are extremely talented. I, I love it. Um, give me two two running backs, two tight end sets. We can have some fun with that. Green Bean, how are you feeling about the two running backs in the backfield? I'm a I'm a huge fan of it. I love it, and for many of the reasons that Matt just uh, put out there, I think I mean like it just those two guys are potentially the most talented guys that we have they're they're in the conversation for what they can do on the football field being the most effective impactful why not why have one over the other i know it takes it takes a wide receiver off the field uh you know in most instances Whoa. that's fine that's fine for me i think uh keep them on the field it's a fantastic wrinkle i even like 22 with the two tight ends <laughs> just get them all out there man let's beat people ab lab up. Ablab coming in with a $50 super chat. Thank you, brother. Means a whole lot. He says, gang! <laughs> He's excited about some victories. I love there it. There he is. Romani AD drops in, says, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean, keep up the great work, and thanks again for Thank the you. sauce jersey. Running on almost every first down needs to stop, or at least disguise it better. More shotgun on first downs. What are your thoughts? Um... Yeah, look, I don't want to be predictable, right? Like, if you're finding out that your running game is consistently getting under three yards per rush on first down, maybe switch it up. Throw a, a screen in there. Throw a play action in there, because clearly the other team's going to try and stop it. Like, this upcoming game, it wouldn't bother me if, like, we see eight in the box, switch to a play action, and do, like, a quick, you know release out into the flat or something. Or you, or you do a play action, you rip it over the top. Like, just really, like, come out swinging. But yeah, I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to be, what's it called? I don't want to be, I don't want them to know what's coming each and every time. And a consistent run up the gut every first down feels like it may not be the best move. Matt, how do you want to see us utilize our first downs? Um, it depends. Like this past week against Green Bay, they were averaging five and a half yards of carry so if your defense can't stop it uh, don't go away from it but if it's not working it's okay to mix it up a little bit um i, I think you kind of have to see what what the script is or how you know how the game is playing out if they are stopping the run early on then yeah adjust but if not keep pounding it i think lafleur has made it pretty obvious that this is going to be a, a run first play action kind of offense and if it's working they're going to stick with it
Greenbean, what about you? How do you want to see the uh, the first downs get handled? Um, yeah, I I think I look. I I am a fan of what Matt just said. Like if if something's working, it's not to say do the exact same thing because then you're predictable and then it become easier to stop, right? But the the same types of plays, like if it's working, you switch it up and you keep it going. Um, so if if run defense is their weakness starting with a run on first down isn't necessarily oh here we go again we're running on first down it's smart it's be, we're playing into their into their weakness and i and i want to see that so i'd like to see it really pertain to the the team that we're going up against uh that said i think um you know a play action on on like running on first down in my opinion should set up play action on second down particularly if the run gets a little bit and you mm-hmm. like 5 yards on a first down and you let them know like same same alignment. This is what we're going to do to you all day, buddy, all day. And then you play action it, and then you hit Elijah Moore over the middle mm-hmm. and let him go to work. And then you start confusing the hell out of him. I'd like to see some of that. Again, my problem with LaFleur, it's not that I don't like him, and it's not that I don't like a lot of what he does. He's clearly an offensive mind like we haven't had here in a long time. I know Adam Gase was supposed to be the guru, right? But uh, you know that wasn't real in my opinion, like Mike LaFleur is, is real in my opinion, but I think he gets stuck in these kinds of, I planned to do this and the game is changing. I don't, I don't know how well uh, he adjusts to that. And I, but so far it's been working in the second half. So maybe he's building in the first half to have a successful second half and fourth quarter. If that's the case then keep doing it, you know? So I don't know. I think it all depends on the team we're playing really. You see some of the Panther fans were calling for Mike LaFleur to be their head coach. We'll see how that turns out. Hopefully that not. was quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> Patrick Sullivan says, Ryan, the word you're looking for is predictable. Yeah, I was trying to come up with that word and I lost it. And I, <laughs> you don't want to be predictable okay. on first down. Uh, J-Boy comes in and says, Zach's breakout game will be when we beat the Bills. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be when we beat the Patriots because I want to put a whooping on the Patriots. Like that's the one. If I could have one game. The rest of the year, it's like a 48 to nothing, 48 to 10 whooping of the Patriots. Like, you know, two minutes left in the game. Patriots have no timeouts. Jets are up by a a country mile. Bomb over the top. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like go after them. Like, I want to pour salt on the wounds. I hate these guys. Ugh. Green Bean, when do you think we see Zach's breakout game? You know, look, if that's what happens, okay. All right. If that's what happens, if against the Bills, Zach blows up for 480 and five touchdowns and we we end up beating him, then okay, I'm in. I'll ride that train with you. I will. If we we know we keep winning some games on the running backs and Zach's sloppy, but he throws a touchdown, I'm in if he's going to blow up. But I do like what Ryan said, not at the behest of getting shellacked by the Pats again. Now, this has to be the year. In my opinion, we got to beat them this year. And, and I'm almost okay with losing to Buffalo right now. Like, clearly, we're not where they are. Not to say we can't beat them. We can. But mm-hmm. we're not where they are, all right? They've been mm-hmm. together for a lot longer and everything. So I'm, I'm fine with that. But the Pats, uh, and they beat the hell out of us last year. And, and we were there, you know what I mean, for one of them. I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like it one bit, you know? <laughs> I didn't like it. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, if it's if it's the, I don't want to see him stink against the Pats. I want to see him good there. But uh, if it, if he blows up in the Buffalo game, I'm all for it. Matt, when do you think we get the breakout game from Zach Wilson? Um, 
definitely not the Buffalo Bills. I think they they are the best team in the league and the best defense mm-hmm. in football. So that would seem pretty highly unlikely. I would love, I agree. If there's one team that I want to beat this year, it's New England. They ran up the score on the Jets last year and they wanted to embarrass us last year. They they hung 50 on us. Let's punch them in the mouth at home and have a big win and make it, what would it be at that point? Five in a row? Uh, that's that's what I want to see. Oh, dude, that stadium's going to be rocking. Greg comes in, says, how about some love for Clemens? Work on special teams. Blocked. I want to see him pass Rushmore. Could be special. Clemens is like really good. Like anytime I watch this dude play, his motor is so incredible. I think the only reason he's not seeing starting reps is because he was taken a little bit later and you want to have Jermaine Johnson. You want to have, uh, you know, Huff and you want to have um, Curry out on the, out on the field as well. We are so deep at edge rusher. And this is a fantastic problem to have. Luckily, Clemens is under contract for four years, so we got plenty of time to see this guy. Matt, your thoughts on Michael Clemens? He's done everything that they've asked him to. I He made a huge play on special teams. They obviously trust him on specials. Um, he's involved on punt coverage, too. Like, the guy's just, he does a little bit of everything. He's been really, really good for this team. Green mm. Bean, what are your thoughts on Mr. Michael Clemens? Oh, I love him. I love him so much. It's just crazy to me. Like, you know, he's just such, like, he, he has, he's not a starter. He doesn't play all that, but I love him. And on that, <clears throat> on the Quinn and Williams blocked field goal, it was mm-hmm. almost Michael Clemens. Like, his hair and mm-hmm. his hand was right there. When you put those two guys next to you, I don't know if you guys have watched that, like, rewatched the blocked mm-hmm. punt, like, really watched it. Dude, the push that Michael Clemens and Quinn and Williams get next to each other is insane on a on a field goal i don't know if i've ever seen it like it was like collapsed like they just barely held them in place and uh it's really exciting and then i look and like think about this we have all these guys in front of them that are doing well like he mm-hmm. he dude we got time let's just develop them man like mm-hmm. get him in you know make sure he understands everything get him used to everything he's he's making an impact whenever he gets on the field and we and we got him waiting in the wings to be a starter one day, and he's going to murder people. I, I couldn't be happier with that guy. <laughs> Chris KV says Braxton is our seeker weapon when we need him, and I love it. Dude's a dog. Also, Green Bean, love your live streams on game day, and I dig the new set. It's fire. There you go. Hey, thanks, Chris KV. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I know we have a good time. It's fun. It's fun to yeah. do that that way. Or else I'll be watching it by myself. You know, that sucks. The you game know, streams are fun. Me. For those you of are. you that are in the chat, first off, hit the like button because we only have 228 likes and there's 730 some odd people in here. Um, but aside from that, on game days, Matt and I join Greenbean over on the Jet Nation channel mm-hmm. to uh, talk a little halftime recap. So if you ever want to check that out, Head over there. Green Bean does the entire stream on that channel. It's always, always a fun time, him and Jeremy. So make sure you check that out. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah, even Jeremy's bearable on that show. <laughs> I know, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving I him a quiet him down a little bit. Yeah, it's, he's, he's, he's a good Jeremy. guy to give a hard time to. He is. I like giving him a hard time too. John Springs drops in with a super chat um let's see oh mumtaz hold on let me let me find that real quick mumtaz comes in with his 30 months of being a member he says we should not forget bryce huff he had two more quarterback hits and is always effective on the field give him a bigger role also with huff quinn and lawson is when the jets have their highest pressure rate 
Yeah, I mean, if you have those three, and then imagine if you throw in like a Michael Clemens and you just have four dogs going after the quarterback. Russell Wilson is like the injured calf in a pack of wolves. Like that's that, or you know, whatever. It's the like there's blood in the water with Russell Wilson this week. If he's a little bit hobbled, we should be sending the house at him. Maybe not the house, but sending our four after him with their ears back all the time and just cause him a ton of headaches. They don't have a running game right now. They're putting Melvin Gordon like third string. It's like Latavius Murray and like, I don't even remember who their other guy is, but like they deserve to get knocked around a little bit. Greenbean, your thoughts. Do you think we should go after Russell Wilson? I think we should kill him. That's what I think. I think we should do exactly that. Just let these guys feast upon him. You know what I mean? That's what I think. And if it's, uh, what's his name, uh, Rippin, then feast mm-hmm. upon him. You know what I mean? I, I, Dude, pass rush is my favorite thing in the world. Like, there's nothing better for me. Like, it's particularly on defense, but there's nothing better in the game of football than a defensive line that can maul any offensive line in front of them. That's how I became a Jets fan. It was them. It was the sack exchange. That's what I – and then we've had – you know, my other, my favorite era of Jets, we had the Lagaman, Dennis Bird, Marvin Washington group, and they were, they weren't the sack exchange, but they were another one. And that's like, that, that really sticks. So this defensive line, I'm really hoping they can keep it up. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see them just absolutely harass whoever the Denver quarterback is and ruin their day. Matt, what about you? You want to pin your ears back and go after Russell? 100%. The offense, their best offensive performance was 23 points so far this year. They've been under 20 points in all but one game. Get after them. The defense has been playing uber aggressive the last few weeks. I think it's a really good matchup defense wise. I expect a low scoring game. I think, you know, the Jets are, you know, if they get to 20 points, they should win. First to 20, I think, wins this game. Ablab drops in, says Denver is going to focus on stopping the run. I think Zach is going to go off on their secondary thoughts. By the way, that's the perfect setup for the Halloween smoke uh, we give to Belichick. Um, I want Mac Jones or Zappy or whoever it is to be seeing ghosts on Halloween. Like I might have to like, well, I don't want to say dress up in a white sheet because that sounds like not, <laughs> not the best. I, I want to, yeah. I want to scare people. <laughs> I want to scare the quarterback without yeah. being. Oh, Jason Jesus. Mask. I'm, I'm <clears throat> digging myself a deeper hole here. Um, yeah, I don't Mask. think. I don't. I, I like going back to what Matt was saying. I don't think this is the game we're going to see Zach go off in the in the passing game. But I do think there's an opportunity for some short in the flat type passes or like um, you know screen passes trying to neutralize their pass rush. Um, I still think the tight ends and the running backs are going to be our bread and butter probably till we get to the Patriot game. And then the Bills game will kind of revert back to the same style that I'm talking about right now. And then after the bye is when I expect Zach to really start hitting his stride. He has some time to go back and watch game tape of what he's gone over, what he's seen, what they like, what they don't like, all that sort of stuff. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, if Denver is trying to stop the run, do you think we'll be able to attack that uh, impressive secondary? Uh, well, for all my Zach homers, um, I, we're going to need him to be more accurate than, uh, last week. If that's the case, what I'd like to see is if they think they're going to try and stop the run, you let them know that they can't, that's the way to do it. You break their will. They put all their resources into stopping the run and you run on them anyway. 
that's the way to do it. Uh, their pass defense is is strong. Um, you know, I mean, their defense is good, man. Let's let's be real. Uh, but I think that we have to use our offensive line and outmuscle them. That's what we got to do. Our offensive line right now, even though people are just jostled around a little bit, you know, I think that we're playing really well. And you know, just run to Dwayne Brown and and Lake and Tomlinson's side and let them and let them beat the guys up in front of them, and uh, and go from there and get the, get your tight ends on the field and just push them around and let them know, okay, you wanted to bring it that way, we're going to do it anyway. If we can't. Then yeah, man, we're gonna have to watch Zach Wilson have have a little bit more of a uh, ability to hit his and find his receivers. And I don't give a shit which way it is, quite frankly, as long as it's successful. Um, but yeah, I think that we're gonna be able to run on them. If I'm being honest, Matt, you think we're gonna be able to run on a loaded front? Yep, I'm that confident in Brees Hall and this and this offensive line. They are phenomenal run blockers. Lincoln Tomlinson's looking like Lincoln Tomlinson of old. Dwayne Brown has been great the last two weeks. AVT, play him guard, play him tackle, left side, right side, don't matter. He's been good too. I have uh, a full faith that they'll be able to run the football. Let's impose our will on them. Jets Best drops in with Super Chat. Thank you, dude. I don't see anything attached to it, but thank you all the same. Uh, Michael Yee comes in. Oh, did I miss, I miss Patrick? Where did Patrick go? Hold on. Give me a second. Why is Patrick's not on here? Maybe he retracted it. Uh, all right, I'm just going to read it out loud, so pause real quick. Uh, Patrick Sullivan says, Nice, Ryan. A pack of wolves after a guy who played for NC State. Ooh, see? Look what I did there, and I did not even mm. try to do that right. Genius. <laughs> uh, Michael Yee comes in and says, Sauce on Judy this week. I guess, right? They've got a bunch of good receivers. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with like, yeah. I, I love our secondary. I really do. Like Joyner has really turned it around. Whitehead is looking good. He's got to tone it down on these like late hits though. Like that stuff drives me bonkers. Wrap up. Um, But yeah, I, I'm, I feel like since the Jets took care of business against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, we can match up against anyone else's wide receivers and I am not afraid of them. Greenbean, are you as confident as I am? Uh, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm starting to feel that way in the defensive backs, you know, and like, right, Joiner, right? Isn't that funny? Uh, it's funny. He's playing lights out last few weeks, man. You got to give it to him. He's laying pops. He's, he's, I mean, he's all over the place. Uh, and I think that's hilarious, quite frankly, because we were ready to get him out of here fast. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, you know, look, they have, um, they have a good, Good group of dudes back, you know, uh, coming, you know, going out there, uh, you know, catching passes. But I, I really do think Michael Carter, uh, DJ Reed, and and Sauce are are top tier, man. I mean, I think they can do it. I really do. Especially, they only have to cover long enough that Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson can rattle the quarterback. I mean, that's all they got to do. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, co collectively, I think that we have a good combination. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about our secondary? incredibly confident um sauce and dj reed are the best duo right now in the nfl michael carter and the slots been great we all crushed lamarcus joiner but he's been better the last two or three weeks so um i i couldn't be more confident in this secondary and it helps when your pass rush is getting home too like it's all these things blend together yeah john springs comes in says if we sweep the patriots and get one on the bills 
That would be absolutely awesome. There's no team that deserves to be swept more than the goddamn Patriots. Like, <laughs> if there's one, to, like, I can understand losing to my, I don't want to lose to Miami. That's the last game of the season. But like, I don't, I don't care about the Bills game right now. Like like Matt and Greenbean said earlier, the Bills are the best team in the league. They've been the best team in the league the last two years, and then they added Von Miller. Like, that is a filthy team. Now, don't get me wrong, I really want to see us hang with them. If we can keep that game within a touchdown, I think, uh, you know, without it being like a, a late score for us that keeps it within a touchdown, that would give me almost as much confidence as if we were to win that game. Like that for me, Buffalo's the cream of the crop. Matt, how do you feel about possibly sweeping the Patriots and getting one against the Bills this year? Um, that's an extremely optimistic outlook. Uh, I don't think the Jets get one against the Bills. I obviously hope that they do. Um, I just want them to play them tough, as you said, to keep it within a score and keep it close and show that you could be competitive with them. New England. Yes, we hate New England. Yes, they're not the same New England team, but they're still incredibly well-coached and they have a really, really good defense. So beating them twice is also, I think, a really tall task, but getting one in your home building with the potential of maybe stealing the second one, I think is a much more likely scenario. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think of the prospects of possibly sweeping the Pats and getting one against the Bills? Yeah, I'm with Matt. I think that, I mean, that would be delightful. I would love it, love it, love it. Uh, I don't think that is realistic. I'm hoping uh, that we don't lose to the Pats both times. I mean, I think we can beat them. I think we can potentially sweep them, but we haven't beaten them in a long time. This idea that we're going to sweep them, I find it, I don't know where it's coming from. I, I get the excitement and wanting to, absolutely. But the idea that like, <clears throat> I've talked to a lot of people and it almost feels like it's a foregone conclusion. Like, all right, well, we're going to beat the Pats. Then we get to, but it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and they're not exactly playing poorly on top of the fact that Belichick has been able to stymie every quarterback we've ever had. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Sanchez I mean, the Rex Ryan era, uh, he did okay, but it was more of the rest of the team. But, you know, look, man, Belichick has figured out a way to make our quarterbacks look like fools. And that includes Zach Wilson in, in his rookie year. So uh, I'm hoping we can split with the Patriots right now. That's I'd love to get one. That's and especially at home. Like let's let the Patriots come in. Whoever's at that game. I want our Jets fans to walk away happy because last year we didn't, we walked away dejected. You know what I mean? I want to see Jets fans that go to the, the home game against the Pats for the first time in a long time, walk away with a W. So the idea of sweeping and getting one from Buffalo, I'm, I'm in, but I don't think it's real. <clears throat> hey, remember the last time Zach Wilson faced New England? He was looking pretty good. He got hit low and he wound up coming out of that game and then the Jets wound up losing, but he was not too, uh, not too shabby before then. So maybe he's figured something out. Harris says, Nate Herbig on the O-line is doing good work too. Yeah, Nate Herbig was a great pickup for the New York Jets. Coming in at right guard, Allowing us to move AVT to tackle has been a massive, massive uh, help for us. He also plays a little bit of center, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, so he'll have that flexibility. Look, we've talked about positional flexibility. AVT played tackle in college, plays guard in the NFL. Uh, Herbig, you know, um, 
Fant jumping from left side to right side. Like there's a lot of guys on this offensive line that give you flexibility. And this is the value that we are starting to see now. You're able to formulate a good offensive line, even when starters go down or get moved to other positions. Uh, so I absolutely love seeing that. Dylan Grace says, thoughts on the Bryce Hall uh, going on the trade block. I hate it. The second he's traded, someone in the secondary is going to go down. We need depth. The only person that I've seen mention the Bryce Hall possibly being on the trade block uh, scenario was the guy from heavy.com or heavy sports or whatever. And I don't know if that's like, like I haven't seen anyone else jump in on it. I think it would be a mistake to move on from Bryce Hall unless you were getting, like I said, a third round pick for him because he's cheap for this year. And, and just like Dylan saying, if someone goes down in the secondary, you know, you lose Reed, you lose Sauce, Eccles comes in and now all of a sudden you've got no depth behind him. I, I would be very frustrated to watch us trade Hall for like a fifth round pick or something along those lines. That would yeah. burn me up. Green Bean, your thoughts on the prospect of maybe trading Bryce Hall. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> damn, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, I don't, it's look, I think it actually makes sense. Um, I'm with you. Like I'm a big fan of the idea. Like these guys cost them next to nothing, you know, Bryce Hall and some other guys, you know, so they, it's like next to nothing to keep him on the team. You know, why not just keep him? You know, he's on the 53. He's just inactive every week. Right. Since uh, mm -hmm. Buffalo, I'm sorry. I meant since um, uh, Baltimore, but, mm -hmm. uh, and they look, he gave up that touchdown. His coverage was blanket style. He even got his hands. Mm -hmm. His hand was on the ball. It's a great catch. So I think Bryce Hall is legitimately a good cornerback. Is he sauce? No. Is he, is he, you know, going to be one of the greats? Probably not. But I think he's a good quality uh, starting NFL cornerback. So there's value there. Um, now, if they're, if this regime just, they're like, eh, we're done with Bryce Hall. You know, the, these coaches, they don't like him. You know, they prefer Eccles and okay. And, and somebody's offering a third for a guy you drafted in the fifth round. I think you consider it. Um, definitely. But as far as, you know, giving him away for a fifth, like why, why, why do that? He's more valuable on, on the roster in the event, like was said here, uh, our history is such that injuries mm -hmm. are a big part of it. Now we've been fortunate this year and I'm going to knock on some wood. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm still spooked by the injury thing and I'd rather not have to go sign guys off of the street and start them. You know, so putting, you know, Bryce Hall in if guys go down is not the worst scenario. Matt, what about you? What do you think about possibly moving on from Bryce Hall? I'd be sad because I'm a Bryce Hall guy. Um, I, I like him. I, it's very obvious the Jets prefer Eccles over Bryce Hall, which I don't think they're ever going to sell me on, but that's what they they like. So um, if someone's going to give you a third rounder, maybe I'd consider it, but um, anything less than that, I think it's not worth moving on from him. Like you guys said, injuries do happen. We've seen this team get murdered with injuries in years gone by. They've been relatively lucky so far, um, but you can never have too much depth. I'm not looking to make our team weaker just to do it. James comes in and says, want to see more slants with more and Garrett Wilson play calling needs to give wide receivers a chance to make plays in space. Feel like we don't see that much. Yeah, 
I mean, a lot of it has to do the last few weeks. We saw the the wide receivers get involved. We were seeing 40-plus passes from Joe Flacco to start the season. There's clearly a shift in the thought process with Zach Wilson being back there, and I think part of it is, hey, he did not get training camp. Hey, he did not play in the preseason aside from, like, a drive and a snap. Um, So I think they're cognizant of the hero ball that he was playing and trying to get him more comfortable seeing things pre-snap um, simplifying the offense, allowing us to dictate the downs and distances with a top running game. Like our offensive line is playing well, but yes, I do want to see some more slants. I think Moore and Wilson can absolutely get involved. If you see any type of off coverage, rip it to those guys in a heartbeat, call a hot route, get the ball in their hands. If you can get the ball to your playmakers hands and they can make guys miss in space, that's when you start getting some explosive plays. Matt, your thoughts on seeing more slants from Moore and Wilson. Yeah, I feel like that's an easier way to get the ball to their hand. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack, Zach is very comfortable throwing the ball over the middle of the field. So why not do some more slants? Both those guys are really good route runners. Um, it, it almost seems too obvious, right? Yeah, no, 100%. Greenbean, your thoughts on uh, running some slants with the, the quick wide receivers? I'm with Matt. I think... Uh... You know, look, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, their strength is their ability to lose their coverage. All right. They know how to do it. They're exceptional at it. And even though Garrett Wilson's had a couple drops recently, his hands are exceptional. So as are Elijah Moore. So like let them go over the middle. Like you said, Matt, uh, Zach Wilson is very, very comfortable. He's successful there and he seems to be more accurate there. Um, let him do it. You know, let's just do it. Give these guys the opportunity to surgically dismantle the defensive backs, let Zach toss it in there in three steps, boom, and let Elijah Moore tear it up. Let those guys, you know, just work and do what they do best, lose people both before the ball's in their hand and with the ball's in their hand, uh, the ball's in their hands, in their faces. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so, yeah, let's do that. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> Love it. NY Jets yeah, 102 says, Greenbean, you're getting popular. Amazon made a gnome after you. <laughs> Type in Jets gnome, yeah. LOL. Greenbean, do you have a Jets gnome? I feel like you need to have one if you don't have one. Uh, I do. Look at, if you guys look at my Twitter, yeah, if you look at my Twitter, it's the it's the picture on my Twitter. It's four Jets gnomes that I actually, you know, I don't know where the hell they are, actually. I don't know where. I don't know. I guess I lost them somewhere in the, in the mix. I don't know. I moved a, I moved a lot the last couple of years. Uh, I had them. I don't know what happened. Let me see. Jets. I'll go to Amazon. Jets. No. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. I feel like they should be getting, like uh, you should be getting royalties off this. This is ridiculous. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Right? right. What is this madness? I should call them. I should call I love them. it. Say, Hey, get them on the horn. I want $3 a gnome. What the hell? <laughs> Duncan comes in with a super chat says 12 and 22 personnel to help block Denver's pass rush. Yeah, leave some tight ends in. 100%. Our offensive line hasn't been bad, but why not give them a little bit more help if you really want to dominate and run the ball down their throat? I think it's anything that can help Zach Wilson not get hit. I don't want to see this guy get rattled and shell-shocked. By all means, I'm about it. Green Bean, you want to see some heavy personnel this Sunday? Yeah, I do. I do. But I also want to see, like, look... 
I like the tight. I I like quick routes. Like that's my thing. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of bombs and all that stuff too. Very exciting seeing the ball just take off and go on the arc. Oh my god, is he open? And when you're there live and you can see right away if he's open, like I love it too. But as far as the game plan and what we should be doing all day, I am a big fan of double tight end sets. I'm a big fan of the just the, you know the the personnel we have of our two running backs on the field, and I'm a big fan of three step drops the entire first quarter. Let our quarterback get into a rhythm. Let him hit these guys. Whether it's Elijah Moore, whether it's Brees Hall, whether it's Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzoma, Ruckert, whoever it is, I think that's the way to go. And then, and then we can work on the five and seven step drops later, and kind of longer developing plays. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think going against th- this team, I think um, the tight ends and running backs should be overutilized. Quite frankly, Matt, what do you think about using some heavy personnel? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? It'll help the offensive line protect for Zach Wilson. It'll also help in the run game. I think it's a win-win. Plus, I mean, why sign two tight ends at free agency if that's not what you're going to do? Yeah, right. We started to see. Well, we see one catch from uh, Uzama this week. It was kind of uh, nice, right? Feel like I we're like getting our money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I like the screen. I thought that was a good Zach Wilson throw. We had a three-quarter sure. arm angle on it. Hmm. I love the angles. All right, I want to talk okay. about something. We got two rookies having themselves a year. Matt, you think we're getting offensive and defensive rookie of the year? I they're both the favorite right now. That's pretty mm-hmm. freaking wild to say that, you know, through 6 weeks of the year they have the favorite. Um I think they both have an incredibly good chance to win it, but I feel it's so hard to say that they the, the Jets are going to have two rookie mm-hmm. of the years on on Offense and defense, like that's a mega ask. But right now, like who who else are you giving it to? Tariq Woolen is the one from Seattle that yeah, a lot of people yeah. are talking about. That I think that's the one. Devin Lloyd, maybe. I feel like Sauce has yeah. the exposure to be able to get it. I think Brees is more of a lock than Sauce is at this point. Fair, and it's harder for corners to win this award too. Yeah, yeah. You usually see it from he like gets an a couple picks. A linebacker. Right. If that pick six would have made it opening defensive mm-hmm. play of the game last, if that would have, oh, so close. I lost it for no reason, but I, I lost it, man. But I, I think if that would have helped, I think if he comes away with like four or five picks this year, kind of a thing, I think he's a lot, maybe even like three to add to all the other things he's doing. I think he's a real good shot. Wouldn't that be crazy? If we got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year, then it's like, I mean, can can anybody really argue that Joe Douglas is doing a good job anymore? Did I, mean, I read they? the stat right? The uh, I thought I saw something before that Sauce has one reception on him in man-to-man coverage. Wild. Well, wow, yeah. That's Crazy. If that's accurate. I feel like that. that's wild. I had some people going off on me about the the cheese head sauce gardener thing and everything and i see some people asking for a, a cheese head emoji i did start to do it but the cheese head is so tiny to make it like look any kind of good it's hard to read like even the sauce emojis are are a little tough to read uh in the chat so i, I don't know if i'll be able to do a, a, a sauce uh cheese head but i want to hear your thoughts i loved 
the sauce cheese head. Like that was just asserting dominance. I'm taking your crown. I'm putting it on my head and I'm walking out of your stadium. That's the swagger this Jets defense has. This is the swagger that Sauce Gardner has brought to this team. I'm all about it. Greenbean, your thoughts on the cheese head. You know, it's a funny thing. There's, I didn't realize that. Uh, I when I saw it, I, I didn't realize that it was going to split people like like it has. There's a lot of, of fans calling him a punk, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't like punks, by the way. You guys know that. I I like sportsmanship. Um, I didn't take it as as a punk thing. I I think you know how I took it, and maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe if possible, I took it as. A, a new Jets player acknowledging all of the shit that we've had to eat for so long. We were not supposed to beat them. Everything that we did this year was nullified and minimized by the ideas that we didn't play anybody. You know, it, it was an excuse. To, and we just went in there and beat Aaron Rodgers. Even the stadium itself was supposed to be too much for us to overcome. And he didn't like, you know, I don't know. He just put it on and just walked in. Hey, you know what I mean? I, was, I don't know. I think it was good fun but it's acknowledging um that the jets are kind of not the same and i took that as more of an ode to the fans to us and again mm-hmm. maybe i'm wrong but i did i wasn't bothered i loved it and uh, interestingly i also wasn't bothered i thought it was the right move for lazard to say fuck that and knock it off yeah, I, if I would want my that. player to do that no yeah you know i, I mean? would be and if sauce they did just, that to us sauce didn't someone get had mad. like a jet helmet jet jet hat on or something like that i'd want one of our guys whacking it off <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i uh no, but, i completely a- respect yeah go on sorry i was just gonna say it was yeah. a fan who put the thing on his head anyway it's not like he took it off a packers fan and ran around the field with it oh, that's oh nice. i didn't even yeah, know that, that. See, that yeah, makes it I even like better. That. Thank you, man. Yeah, now, now he's, like, he's, he's crowning him. <laughs> now now. I'm 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's not now like he I'm stole it off a, a resolved. Yeah. Right, if he took it off some little kid, you know what I mean? Hey, you, come here. Kimmy took his cheese head and ran around with it and stole it. That'd be a different story. Uh, again, I looked at it from that angle. And I, I could be off base because I, I would not like it if it was us, but... I'm also not the the big bad Packers with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you know, 30 friggin' years of amazing quarterback play, Super Bowls, you know, NFC Championship. We're the lowly Jets, so I take everything personally. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, why are they picking on us again? You know, that's how, that's how I am. The Packers, I think, hey, man, it's about time somebody's able to do this, and uh, especially somebody from our organization. So, I don't know. I looked at it as good fun, and I I didn't have a problem with it. I had someone talk to me. They were comparing it to Jamal Adams tackling the Patriot. And I said, whoa, hold on. Sauce backed it up. Tackling, you know, assaulting a dude in a mascot costume. Totally different (laughs) than wearing a cheese hat after uh, a game where Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur have never lost back-to-back games. And then uh, coming into Lambeau Field... They were riding a 15-game win streak. The Jets snapped both those streaks. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. See that? Right, man. There was so much against us. Like, and 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 even just what's on the field, right? We're playing Aaron Rodgers, man. He finds a way to win. Although the ayahuasca Aaron Rodgers is significantly different <laughs> than the other. I'm just telling you, man. He's a different fella. If you guys... Want to know what I'm talking about? Listen to Aaron Rodgers on Joe mm-hmm. Rogan. It's fascinating, dude. It's the best <laughs> listen you're going to hear in a long time. 
him on McAfee <laughs> so and him different. on Rogan, it's just it's it's interesting. That that's the best way I could put it. Yeah. Like even him in the post game press uh, conference is like very like weird. Yeah, he's yeah. a strange guy. He seems like eh, I don't know. Simplify it. Yeah, maybe do less. You know. Hey, you know, out. it's not me. It's, Smoke it's not because I took $50 million a year and lost my best wide receiver. It's, it's not me. Let's simplify the offense. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm so done saying? with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Screw I know. I never liked him. Not once. Not one discount double check. I hate the guy with the red hair in those commercials that keeps banging on windows. Discount double check. I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate everything they do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When the discount double check came out, that was like the beer pong move in college. It was like, oh, discount double check. Oh. And then it was like, okay, now Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of yeah. an asshole. I'm done with him. Yep. <laughs> Especially you know, now that like. You know when Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, you know when Aaron Rodgers really rubbed me? All right. This mm -hmm. is this is it. And this is very similar to the Matt Rule rub that I had, which good for Matt Rule. I'm glad he got fired and gets $50 million. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? I We should not feel bad for any of these fellas, right? In that regard. But years ago, years and years, a lot of you guys in the chat might not even re remember this, but I do, okay? In 2009 or 10, one of those two years when we were kind of on top of the world, Mark Sanchez did a GQ shoot and yep. he did like sexy mm. pictures, like, you know, shirts <laughs> off, leaning on a, a Mazda protege. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, something like that. He's been walking in the desert with a freaking goat, you know, some sexy shit like that, you know. But Aaron Rodgers came. They they asked him for whatever reason. You know, I think maybe we were playing him. I don't know. And they said, What do you think of uh did you get a chance to see Mark Sanchez's GQ shoot? And he laughed and just said, I have no like something along the lines of I have no idea why someone would do something. Something like that. And I thought right then, <laughs> I hate this guy because I'm all Mark Sanchez at the time. I don't like it. Yeah. And I never forgot it. And the discount double check, all the stuff. I'm just like, screw this guy. But now with the ayahuasca guy, I like this guy. He's all mellow and shit. I'm like, yeah, I still want to beat him. I'm so glad we did. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just it's a just weird world, man. It's a weird world. Really is. You it know? really is. Hennessy. That's right, young Stanchi. That says, rule rubbed me. Oh, bet he did rub you. Just the right way. He did. Uh, <laughs> he comes <laughs> he in and says, isn't it way. funny how they make fun of the Jets for years and we do something like wear a cheese hat and people get all bent out of shape, toughen up. Yeah, this isn't like, you know, wiping your butt with a terrible towel or wiping the football in the right. Browns game on your butt or stomping on yeah. the logo with the ball if you're T.O. or mooning the fans if you're Randy Moss. This is a cheese hat after we dominated your ass. Fucking That's backed right. it up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is a difference. And that's why the cheese yep. head, like, let me tell you, the Crowell butt wipe thing bothered me right yep. away. Like, instantly. I said, what is that? You know? And then, Especially not for nothing, the rest of the game, that. we got crushed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got killed. Yeah. So there you go. And Crowell got injured in the end, and then whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was never, ne'er heard from again. You know, he went to the Raiders for 15 minutes and, and whatever. But, you know, like, I don't like that kind of stuff, generally speaking. But that's why the sauce thing was inbounds the way I – you know what else? And Greg Gagne has a great comment, and I, and, and I can't believe we didn't talk about this yet, but he says he loved Brees 
doing the Lambo leap. Oh, Lambo yes, leap yes. into In front Jet of all the fans Jet arms, fans. dude. Loved it. How does <laughs> that even see? happen? How does Dude, how does a Jets fan get those tickets? Those mm -hmm. have to be the most sought after tickets in the friggin' world, mm -hmm. right? They get the players, yeah. they hug the play that and there was like 12 Jets fans sitting there. What oh, they strong arm people get out of my seat. You know what they do? <laughs> Walked into Green it? Bay, they're all nice. How you doing? Get up. You know <laughs> what I mean? I don't know. But I thought that was amazing. <laughs> there was a great there's a great video on Twitter of um uh, it's like the reverse angle of Brees hall getting into the end zone and you see the fans the jeff fans waving him saying like come like do the leap and he runs up and jumps it's so sick dude that's so cool. where that's is that like match where do i find that um i think um oh what's that guy's name don something nfl don i'm gonna see if i can find it i'll send the link in here if i find it yeah Dude, I yeah, please love do. It. I would love as to soon see as that. like I saw him like look up towards the fans. I was like, oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he did it. <laughs> the Lambo leave the cheese. Oh, it just felt like we were like, these are rookies. These are young guys, and they're like, we don't know we're supposed to be bad. We don't know we're supposed to fear the Packers. Like, no, we were winning games last year. We're gonna come out here. We're gonna punch you in the mouth, and we're gonna embarrass you. Like, I love this mentality. This is an all gas, no break mentality from start to finish. And like emphasis on the finish, the fourth quarters with this team, ugh, putting a stamp on people. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I love it. I just saw something looking for this thing. Uh, it said most sacks, defensive tackles, Quinnen five, Donald four, Dexter Lawrence four. Just uh, like, I mean, I hope this shit keep, great. please stay, please keep up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Please keep up. Dude, I have I people just, talking and like, they're, they're just like, okay, yo, we got to pay Quinnen, but like, oh, this money and all oh, that money. But it's like, yo, good teams find ways to pay their players. If yes. you Agreed. let Quinnen Williams leave this team, it is a goddamn injustice. Yes. Agreed. He should be the face of the defense, man. The cute little baby face animal that he is. That's what I want. Bless Dude, you, and thank did, did you. you see his, All day. Did you see his post-game comment, too, talking about the game and everything? No. He used the word teammate and unit and he used communication twice. So, like, I noticed that. I picked up on it. I was like, okay, he's saying communication twice. This is echoing back to his argument with his position coach on the offense uh, or on the sideline. And then it goes back to DJ Reed saying, hey, we got to simplify things or communicate a little bit better. And since that yeah, yeah. game... The Jets have gone on a run. They've gone three straight games where the defense has looked good and like everyone seems to be on the same page. And Quinnen's basically saying, hey, when we're on the same page, when we're communicating, when we're working as a unit, like they're asking him about his performance and he's talking about the team. He's talking about a unit. Like this to me is a team player and he's everything you want in a top five pick to be the face of your franchise on the defensive side of the ball. I 100% love Quinn and Williams. And this is someone who wanted, you know, an edge rusher at that point in time. I was disappointed we weren't going to get Bosa. Yeah. But Quinnen has absolutely balled out. And he hasn't been a malcontent, you know, in the in the seasons that we've been losing. Like, he wants to win. And I just, I, I love everything we're getting out of him. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, like, I wanted, I wanted to trade back that year and, I had a whole plan. Yeah, I had a whole thing. And we didn't do anything of the sort. 
<laughs> I love Quinn and I didn't want him. I did not mm -hmm. want to pick him. I thought it was a silly move. Um, but right now, you know, I think he's, I just love having him. I've loved him for a couple of years now. I think he's fantastic. RBH drops in says, is it crazy to have bought in out there and run it up the gut with Brees on third and one, or am I still stuck in 2010? No, you know what? I would take Baldwin out of the game and I'd put Quinn and Williams in front or Michael oh, Clemens God, in front. Let them just start bodying dudes. <laughs> like, I want the people that are going to move people the most and just drive this dude backwards. Like I love playing smash mouth football. And I think that's instilled with me from like watching Curtis Martin grow up and then watching Rex Ryan come in here and say, we're going to ground and pound it. And now that we're like here with Brees Hall and we're seeing the success of the running game and what this is bringing to this franchise, like I want to go into Denver and punch someone in the mouth, like flat out. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to sock them in the jaw and just make them feel like, oh man, I can't believe we can't stop the one thing we planned all week to try and stop the Jets doing. They're still doing it to us. Love it. Matt, how you feel about, I think uh, I about running Baldwin. up the gut? I'm good with it. Sorry, it's the second link I sent Greenbean. It's the Jets hype video. It's in it's in there somewhere okay. from uh, the Jets official social team. They are phenomenal, by the way. Um, oh, but fantastic. yeah, you could still run. You could still run with Bodden up the middle. Absolutely. The the 49ers had used check for how many years and did it with success. So you could still do that. It's not just 2010. Greenbean, what about you? You want to smash mouth football on third and one? Yeah, man. I want, I know what, I'll tell you what, what, what I really want is the option to do that. Like, so LaFleur <laughs> likes to empty the backfield on third and one. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't compute uh, to me. I think the way that I was taught, I was taught at a very young age that one yard is three feet, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was taught that in school, but in a football sense, like if you can't run full speed with the ball in your hand and get three feet, then you need to rethink what it is you're doing. And I mm -hmm. believe in that. You know what I mean? Now, when I'm on defense, I think, you know, you got to stop them. Of course, of course. But like for an offensive team that is strong running, like you, you give it to your strongest running back and you let them get a head full of steam and you got to get three feet, bro. And your offensive mm -hmm. line, you can't let guys interfere with his head of steam. If you let somebody through when he gets him in the backfield, then, at, then that's on you, right? You got to make sure that we block and you got to be able to get three feet. I don't like all of the intricate details that have to work for a pass, especially a five-step drop pass to work with long. We're throwing 15 to 25 yard passes on third and one. It's common for us. So I just think at least if we have Brees Hall or Michael Carter or both back there, then they have to respect that because we can do that. At least that, but I think nine out of 10 times, yes, that's how you get three feet. You give it to your bruiser and you let him run full speed into whoever wants to meet him there and you get three feet. That's how I see it. I love some of the plays we've seen from teams around the league where they run a full head of steam into the middle of the pile and you see the tackles come around and start pushing from behind. Like that to me, yeah. you're getting your big fatties up front like, hey, we're going to carry this running back as far as we can, which that used to be a penalty. Is that not a penalty anymore where you're able to like now push your guy forward? I know you can like kind of like pull him and do that sort of stuff, but like the Reggie Bush push was such an issue against Notre Dame back in the day. And I'm pretty sure 
like you're not supposed to get leverage with a player. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on exactly what the rules are, but that that seems like I mean, I think it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I mean, you're allowed to do it. I don't know. Matt, there, gonna, there's something I think you're not allowed to like drag people over or something, pick them up, mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like pick you up the running back and run get with on them. Top, like 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 on a field goal, you, <laughs> yeah, can't, you can't use someone as leverage. But like I, yes. I would get our best jumper and jump over the offensive line, like leap over it. Get get a dude that jumps like a forty five inch vertical. <laughs> like yo, you're going over the top. Like don't don't touch anyone because if you touch someone, then it's an issue. But if you get over the top, you're blocking that ball. Get the biggest dude you can get. I love it. You know what? Yeah, or you just have Quinn and Williams and Michael Clemens push the middle all the way back into the snapper. You know, the guy getting the snap. It's beautiful. You know, just crush everybody. Just crush them. I it's love it. It's a thing of beauty. Matt, I can you uh, head over to last week's stream? Get that pulled up. Uh, we got about 12 minutes yeah. left in the stream. Guys, hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. That's going to happen in like five minutes time. So make sure you head over, hit that like button, get yourself qualified. Retweet the stream if you want to get qualified as well. Brian Scantleberry says, I live in Denver. This Broncos team is broken. They hate Russell and they give and they have given up. The Jets are going to eat. That's what it feels like when I'm watching Russell Wilson on Denver. It feels like, remember when he was back in Seattle and there was the chirping from Russell Wilson or not Russell Wilson, sorry, um, Richard Sherman and some of the guys in the secondary. And you, you heard rumors of Russell not being one of the guys. And he's like, you know, the coach's baby or whatever. And it's, you know, he just wasn't one of the boys. And to me, that works in Seattle because he won a Super Bowl, because he won a bunch of games. Now he's going into Denver and he's having that same mindset that he had in Seattle, but he hasn't done jack shit in Denver. And Denver gave up a shit ton of picks to go get this guy. And they gave him a ton of money. He's tied there till he's 40. Oh, yo, I thought the Jamal Adams trade was lopsided. I'm telling you, the Denver Broncos trade with Seattle, like, bonkers lopsided because Russell Wilson is a shell of his former self. At least Jamal Adams was able to get the sack record for a safety going over to Seattle. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to justify that trade at all, but man, I can understand Denver fans being really salty on Russell Wilson. And I think this is going to be an issue and I hope the jets can take advantage of it. I hope they can get a banged up Russell Wilson and we get to him for like four or five sacks. We get an interception or two, like really just put a whooping on him. Green bean, your thoughts on the dynamics within the Denver locker room with Russell Wilson. <laughs> I just want to uh, comment that I just won the shirt. Uh, everybody. Again. <laughs> I saw Matt won one earlier. Got a boy. Oh, Thanks for playing. My lucky Thanks day. For uh, <laughs> yeah um i think no you're nailing it dude i actually it's funny because you know denver fans are booing them and everything and i i i, I forget it might have been nfl network they were having a debate like how could you boo russell wilson and mm. the person the other guy said like dude who, who what has russell wilson done for these fans like for the 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 broncos like he's come, mm -hmm. he $240 million or whatever it is, a whole mess of first round picks, Drew Locke, uh, Noah Fant, or uh, yeah, Noah Fant, um, yeah. and some other guys. And yeah, he comes over here and he's, and he's and like thrown, just a ton. Yeah. 
So, and he's throwing ducks and he looks like garbage. He was supposed to be the piece, the mm -hmm. piece. They had a great team. He was, and he can't even get that done. So I, I think absolutely, man, these fans should be very unhappy. Now it's early. He just got there. Maybe you want to give it some time. They did win a few games. Uh, so it's not like they're winless, you know, they won. Uh, now they haven't won in three weeks, but at the same time, Zach, uh, or, um, Russell hasn't looked all that great even in those wins. So I, I think uh, the fans have every reason to be like, what the hell or what do we get into here? But it doesn't matter, man. You guys are stuck. You guys are, you have first round picks and 240 million. This is your guy. Let's see what happens. Talk about the trades of quarterbacks too. Carson Wentz benched for Heineke. Russell Wilson looks like dog shit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who was like rumored to going to be traded, was not traded, looks like dog shit. Like, it's fascinating. Yeah, Matt me. Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan looks horrible. Mm. Like across the board, mm. star quarterbacks jumping team, jumping teams, hasn't really mm. worked out. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson when he winds up coming back. But man, it has yeah. not looked and, good so and, far. Uh, well, and Stafford, Stafford last year, everybody wanted to re, re, you know replicate that. Oh, For I sure. wanted the next Stafford. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, then Brady jumping Didn't teams. Work. Not not that that was a trade, but like yeah. You know, there's, right. I'm not going to lie. If Zach Wilson flames out, like we have a stacked team. I would look to go trade for a quarterback as opposed to drafting a rookie. You know, maybe you, you still take a rookie if you're in position to get one, but like my thought process would have fallen in line with some of these other teams. Like I'm saying like the, the giants should try and throw the bag at, uh, Lamar Jackson. If they, if that's an option for them, like there's it's, but it's interesting now because maybe trading for a quarterback is not what you want to do because of all the picks you give up because of all the money you got to pay because of the different systems like is it going to work it's fascinating right and daniel jones is a stud muffin with dable in town why, why yeah, not right why why go pay why overpay for uh lamar jackson when you got daniel jones hanging around he's halfway no. decent e polk drops in says four yep. and two do you guys think we'll make it to six and two before the bye week uh so i do think we will get to six and two. I think we beat up on Denver. I think we get the Patriots this week, but then I think we lose to Buffalo. And I think we're six and three going into the bye. And I am tickled pink because I bet the over on the five win Jets that Vegas was giving us. And then I was saying, look, I just want to see money. like, oh, yo, it was easy money. <laughs> Easiest bet you could have made. And then, uh, you know, I'm just hoping the Jets get to like, you know, I was hoping the Jets would get to eight wins. Eight, nine wins is where I was hoping we would get to. And it seems like at this point we have the talent to exceed that. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on where you think we'll be by the bye week? Yeah, I think at worst five and four, but I think most mm -hmm. likely six and three, which sounds crazy. Who would have thought six and three at the bye? Sign me the hell up for that with some winnable games after. If they're six and three in the bye week, then they'll control their they'll control their own destiny for a wild card spot, which is awesome. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on our record come the bye week? Uh, let me just say one thing first. Uh, Dave from New Brunswick, yes, I don't worry, you're fine. But uh, he he did the winner thing and it worked, and he's like, <laughs> oh shit, I'm sorry, don't worry about it. I know, <laughs> I know which ones are real. Sorry, you know what? I'm gonna add Michael Muchado sure. uh, to it. For that, he probably got all excited, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, generally speaking, I would people do that all the time. 
almost every stream somebody does it so don't and i just exclude that person but don't worry <laughs> about it uh, dave um so uh i think i i'm, I'm with uh, i i think the idea that we could realistically be six and three before the buy is not that far-fetched the only concern i have is that it all comes crashing down all right yep. this is yep. three games yep. man you know what i mean like it's the ptsd so it's I'm, the, the stockholm syndrome right 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 sure. like i'm yep. excited i'm having a blast i really am i'm having a blast but uh i just find it real difficult to do the dreamy thing what would you do if you won the lottery you know what i mean that's how i view this mm -hmm. i'm like ah uh, i don't wanna you know but i think it's a realistic uh uh potentiality and wouldn't that be fun to be six and two and then lose to Buffalo, you know, six and three heading into the bye. We can have two weeks to smear everybody's faces and all the turds we want. <laughs> two weeks to have fun with it. I'd love it. <laughs> SI Thompson comes in, says Quinnen Williams has been double teamed or was double teamed 57% of last year. The first six games this year, he's been double teamed 67% of the time. He is killing it. Quinnen Williams has earned his money. Feed him. Get this man paid. He deserves every penny of it. Ah, <laughs> I love it. It's a good stat there. Right, boys and girls, we are at the end of the stream. So, Greenbean, you got our list there for us? I do. Got to get Matt. All right, stuff. I'm going to. You get that list. Matt, you read off five names from last week's stream. Uh, and then I'll hop over to the Twitter side of things, see if anyone uh, retweeted our stream. We got, we got a handful of retweets. So we'll okay. uh, tell me when you're ready, Green Bean. I'll start shouting them. I'm ready, buddy. Yeah, I'm ready. We'll go D Santana. Just the letter D. Just the letter D. All right. All right. We'll go Knicks, Jets, etc. All one person. All right. Uh, Ryan Rivera. Ryan Duggan. Hey. And we'll go D Mars 45. All right. The letter D Mars like the planet 45. Yeah, it's Mars with a Z and then 45. Right. I contemplated that, man. Really did. Mm. <laughs> All right. I've right. got uh, Chris Havern. I've got uh, Melissa. Her Twitter handle is Melissa842006, just in case there's two. Uh, Robbie Rhino. Anthony Cook. And we're going to do Jarrett Hoppy. Jared Hoppy. Okay. So Melissa is the 842,006th Melissa on Twitter. <laughs> is that what that means? <laughs> Do you think that's what that means? I, mean, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, And then... You know what? I, we're going to, after we do the shirt giveaway, I'm going to do my giveaway for the, uh, I have two signed signatures 
signed with Sauce from the Sauce event. Uh, so someone, I forgot to give away this back at the end of September and someone reminded me, so <laughs> I've got it queued up. So let's do our odds or evens and then I'll call out the winner for the signed with Sauce autograph. Um, all right, let's go awesome. around the panel. Three, two, one. That's a seven. That's an odd. Oh, shit. Okay, that's me. Sorry. Uh, it's an odd. All right. So, yeah, sorry, guys. I was like, what the hell's going There's, on now? The, the, right. the hamster on the wheel fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, fucking. It just got off. All right. So, oh, Jay, no. Jingle Dubs, you're out. Young Stench is out. Uh, Hennessy, you're out. Cespos uh, is gone. Stephen Ningle, who I took out already. So Ray Parker is, and thank you, Stephen. Stephen takes himself out so somebody else can win it whenever his name comes up. It's a good dude. Uh, Cy Thompson, you're out. Joe Smalls is out. D Santana, Ryan Rivera, uh, D Mars, 45. Let's see. Melissa, sorry, Melissa, our one. Lovely lady, oh. uh, Anthony Cook. Yeah, I know. I was rooting oh, for her. That's it. All right. Three, two, one. That's, That's a, a 12. Even. All right. Joe Brasky, you're gone. Jets Forever is out. Okay. Paris, you're out. Michael Machado is out. Uh, Ryan Duggan. Robbie Rhino, you guys are out of the game. All right, three, two, one. That's a four. All right, even. Hawk, you're out. Ragnajet, you are gone. Uh, Chris Havern is gone. So we got four left. Oh, man. Three, two, one. That's seven. Seven. That's an odd. J.E. is gone. Knicks, Jets, etc. is gone. So we got two. Weird. Right, let's do it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Chat, give us a number. Down Three, two. two, one. It's the number after professors. Seven. <laughs> It's it's seven. No, no. Okay, okay. So there we've got we go. six. We've got six, uh, and then it is a seven. So six plus seven is uh, thirteen. So thirteen is going to be our uh, odd number. Uh, okay, that's Ab Lab. You made it all the way to the end, buddy. Let's but go. honesty prevails. Jared, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Ab Lab lost. Sorry, no, Jared no. Hoppy is the winner. Oh, I was no. cheering for Ab Lab. Oh. I was saying, oh. I know, me too. I was. I was oh. saying, Jared Hoppy, Ab Lab, you made it to the end, but you are now gone. <laughs> honesty prevails. So Jared Hoppy is the winner for tonight. Jared Hoppy, Sorry, reach Ab out Lab. to me on social media. I'll get your uh, address, your shirt size. I'll send you out a shirt. Uh, thank you so much for playing. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us, too. Uh, our winner of our Signed with Sauce autograph is going to be Jalen M. Coming in with a, a dad joke. So this is what the, the contest was. I, I 
it was the first time I was out of the house without Shay, my, my daughter that was born back in June. So I wanted to see dad jokes in the comment section. So this one, uh, I, I got a good chuckle out of it. And it says sauce in it, so I had to had to do that. So what happened to the boy who got tomato sauce in his eyes? Dunno, but he probably hasn't learned his lesson because hindsight is 2020. Oh, that is good. <laughs> right? That is good. I, I got a chuckle out of it. I was like, yeah. ah, you know what? This is this one's gonna be the winner. Um, so hey, reach out to me, Jalen M. Let me get your uh, information. I'll send you a signed sauce picture. Uh, might be worth something. This guy might be a defensive rookie of the year, but I am really, really looking forward to this. But guys, we have reached the end of our show. So I want to go around our panel and get our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Uh, yeah, man. Just having a good time with all you guys. Uh, Jets Pod is out now. You guys can take a listen. Episode 88. So we got a player profile. You might not know who it is. Uh, we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Matt, any last words for our panel? Just Jets is coming out tomorrow. We are excited to talk about why this team is different. Your voicemails, the Jet Report at 2. It's going to be a fun time. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you. Thank you for flying with us. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.